The presenting sponsor this season is Subaru. As a group of adventurers, you've probably heard of Subaru, but let me tell you about one of their cars that's a fan favorite, the 2020 Subaru Forester. Here are a couple reasons to love the Forester. Let's start with something we all care about, safety. The 2020 Forester has driver-focused distraction mitigation system, which helps guards against distracted driving. Have more than one person driving in the car? You can set it up so it recognizes up to five drivers. Technology is amazing. Next on the list is that Subaru is built to last. According to Experian Automotive, 97% of Forester vehicles sold in the last 10 years are still on the road today. It's hard to say goodbye to your Subaru. And last but not least is the fact that the 2020 Forester is the only non-luxury SUV that includes standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, which means better handling and a quicker response to road conditions. What's not to love about the 2020 Forester? You can learn more about everything the car has to offer at Subaru.com. Disclaimer, Driver Focus is a driver recognition system designed to alert the driver if their attention to the road wavers or if the driver's face appears to turn away. Drivers responsible for safe and attentive driving. System effectiveness depends on many factors. See owner's manual. The first part of the breath is through the nose and you breathe through your diaphragm up until it like gets to your chest and then you pause and then the second part is through the mouth. This is Joe Kudla, the founder and CEO of Viore Clothing. Joe practices a Wim Hof style breathing every morning for 20 to 30 minutes before heading off to work. Back in early March, before things shut down, Joe taught me the technique he does in the mornings, and we practiced together for 30 minutes before our interview. Thank you for that mind-blowing breath session. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's very powerful. I mean, I've been meditating. My mom was a lifelong meditator, and um, so I kind of grew up around it, and I got really intrigued when I was in my late 20s, and I started practicing meditation and yoga. But then I found that the Wim Hof experience was like just like it would take me so long and it would be only in certain days where I would feel so settled into my body that I could really kind of go out of the mind in this weird way. And I feel like the breath work is like it just takes you there. And so I became just very fascinated with the experience and I just loved how it made me feel. So that's what kind of drew me to it. Breathwork, yoga, and mindfulness have been a big part of Joe's life for the past 10 years. They've helped him balance his passion for building business while also growing his own family. It was through practicing yoga, though, that Joe and his co-founder, Chris Miller, were inspired to create Viore Clothing back in 2015. Since then, Viore has turned into a multi-million dollar apparel and lifestyle brand that supports all types of athletes. I'm Shelby Stanger, and this is Wild Ideas worth living. Joe's path to starting Viore is particularly interesting. He grew up in a progressive family where his parents practiced what we would now call alternative or natural medicine. But Joe said he didn't always fit into that lifestyle while growing up. Eventually, he found a way to merge what he learned from his parents and what he learned on his own and live out his own wild idea of starting a brand. 
So your mom was a meditator? What was she like? I grew up in a super alternative family. I grew up on a little island called Vashon Island outside of Seattle. And it was, um, I don't know the best way to describe it. Very alternative. You know, a lot of people that were like thinking differently back in like the, you know, late seventies and eighties. And, um, my mom was like, she studied native American spirituality at, um, in school. And then she became a psychologist and like her work was always deeply rooted into like spiritual practices. And so, yeah, I grew up going to like solstice parties and, you know, all kinds of like a lot of just people that were thinking differently and doing different things. And, um, and then I moved when I was in middle school, I moved from, um, Vashon to Bellevue, which was like going to the city, you know? And I was like, man, I'm, my family's different. <laughs> and, uh, it took some getting used to and some adjusting, but, um, but yeah, my parents were just very progressive. My dad was the first licensed, um, acupuncturist in the state of Washington. And, um, one of the first nature paths, he was in the first kind of graduating class. It wasn't even really a class at the time, but of Bastyr, which yeah. is a big Bastyr university. It's a big naturopathic school. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, I had this like dad who was doing acupuncture and naturopathic medicine back before, you know, that was really a thing. And then I had my mom who was leading drum circles and vision quests and doing all this crazy stuff. And, um, and then there was me who was interested in like sports and, <laughs> you know, pretty mainstream stuff. I graduated college with an accounting degree. I was supposed to go work for a big CPA firm. And I got this random opportunity to go to Europe and travel and work as a model. And I did that um, for two years. I, I moved, I graduated, got my diploma, and that night got on a red eye and flew to Milan. And I didn't come home for two years. And So you modeled in Milan? Yeah, yeah. Milan wow. and that must have been fun. Barcelona and Germany and New York. And we just kind of bounced around from market to market. And, and so you would just like wear cool clothes and take pictures? What's that like? Real quick. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's like every every like joke about male modeling that you've ever heard is true. <laughs> it's like it's a very funny industry and um That's lucky and awesome that you did it though. But oh my gosh, like all my friends got to go travel in college and do like a semester abroad. I never got to do that. So that's I looked at it as a summer job. I was like I'm going to go to Europe for the summer and come back and start my job in October. And it didn't take long after I landed in Milan to realize that there was no way I was coming home for my my fall start date. Wow, because it was just amazing and yeah, I was being exposed to people from all around the world, and you know, working with fashion designers, and that was really when I got a peek behind the curtain and 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 got exposed to the industry of apparel and fashion, and I just fell in love with like the whole watching creatives bring products to life and build brands and still t tell stories. It was like very inspiring to me. So from Milan, you did two years of modeling and you came back. Yeah, I came back and I begged for my job back at that financial CPA firm. And they were gracious enough to have me back. And so I started there and that was really where I kind of got, I call it my MBA program. It was a really great experience. I got my CPA license. So passed the test and did, did all that. And then, um, it was like, I think it was, yeah, it was during that time that I started my first apparel brand out of the garage with my girlfriend. We used to go to Los Angeles on the weekends and we'd buy fabric and we'd come home and she was graduating from design school 
and we would come up with designs and then we would take them to a pattern maker and get patterns made. And then on my lunch at Ernst and Young, I would go drive down to like the sample maker and like give them fabric or pick up a sample. And then at night we would try things on and we would cut fabric until like two in the morning. And then, you know, we built this little mini contemporary women's brand called Sammy Joe, which was sold in, you know, I don't know, maybe 20 boutiques in Southern California. And it was super fun. Never really went anywhere and it was never set up to scale. Like I learned, but I learned a ton during that experience. And then I left and I started my first company called Vaco San Diego. It was a financial and IT recruiting consulting company. And um, I was really fortunate. I was in partnership with two people and we built a really wonderful company and it afforded me the time and a little bit of disposable income to, you know, continue investing. And I guess you could say my passion project. So I started another apparel brand that was out of the garage with a philanthropic mission. Every piece we made was a collab with a different environmentalist or humanitarian or musician or somebody who had a cool story that we just wanted to tell, you know, that business was actually doing really well, but then we kind of fell on hard times in like 2008 when the market Mm -hmm. kind of collapsed and everything we did was, you know, sustainable. So it was organic certified, organic cottons, low impact dyeing, all that kind of stuff. And Walmart started selling organic cotton teas for 25 bucks and like the premium t-shirt market kind of unfolded and and we decided to to close that business. So you had some chops in trying out apparel before you started Viore. It wasn't just like, oh, I'm going to start an apparel brand tomorrow. Wild idea. Yeah. It had been brewing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'd always just like, I'd always loved brands. I didn't grow up with a lot of money and so we didn't get to buy a lot of clothes as a kid, but I'd, you know, we'd go to the mall and I'd see brands. And I was always, I loved skiing and, um, surfing as a kid. And so I just was really tuned into what brands were doing. And so, yeah, it was like, I'd always like had another job that paid the bills. And then I would have like a little garage passion project that I would do on the side. Joe loved his partners at the staffing company, but he felt like something was missing in his life. Deep down, he knew his real passion was making apparel and bringing people together. This might sound funny, but at a party one night, Joe met a psychic, and the experience changes perspective on what he should do next. You know, I was just like your average guy in in his 20s, like, you know, partying a lot and having a lot of fun and, you know, nothing careless, but like, you know, just like always knew that this way that I was raised and my parents and their philosophies and just like my values, like were going to come back to me at some point in my life. But I wasn't, there wasn't anything like specific calling me back. And then I was at this party. I met this lady. She started telling me everything about my life. I started crying. My friends thought I was crazy, but I was like, how do you know so much about me? She told me that I was working on a passion project. This is the philanthropic clothing company I told you about. She's like, you're working on something that you love. And she's like, I'm here to tell you, this is going to be like one of the biggest things that you could ever imagine. She's like, you're going to lead so many people. This business is going to be huge. And she's like, but here's the thing. It's not in its current form and it's not with your current business partner. And I was like, what? I was so confused, but it was like things that I just knew. I was like, I know, I I know this deep, deep down inside me in my soul. Like I was like, she's speaking truth to me and it just ring, you know, truth rings. So she's like, you need to step into alignment. 
she's like, she started telling me, she's like, you were raised this way. She's like, you've kind of veered off. And she's like, there's a path for you that's going to help you like achieve all this. And for whatever reason, it was like, I was already feeling this in my gut. I was feeling like I couldn't meet the right girl. I like couldn't figure out the right career. I couldn't figure all this stuff out. I went home and I took my first yoga class, like a day after that party, went to my first class and I was like, I'm going to maybe like, I'd always wanted to try yoga and like I was dealing with back pain. So I got it. I, I went to yoga and I fell in love with the practice. I was going every day. And for me, yoga was like this gateway into a world of new ways of thinking and, and exploring like different curiosities. So it started with like an asana practice and like, you know, yoga teachers are always like talking about different things while you're on your mat. And then from there it led to meditation and then meditation kind of led to like Wim Hof and like breath work. And just by nature, I developed a awesome group of friends here in Encinitas. And we were all, you know, just practicing yoga and surfing and hanging out. And uh, my friend Chris Miller and I became really close. And Chris and I just started talking about this idea for a brand because we were just, I think, very inspired at that time of our lives. And, you know, if you looked around at the market, you had the mainstream activewear brands that, you know, as an athlete, I grew up wearing, but weren't super relatable as I've gotten older. The big guys, they moved really away from a focus on quality and innovation to like really competing on cost. Once we started doing research and diving into it, we were like, wow, man, there's like over 30 million people that do yoga and 30% of them were men. So I just started putting the pieces together. I'm like, this is a really large underserved market. I mean, it sounds so cliche, but we really just wanted to build product for our friends and product that we couldn't find in the market. Mm, love it. I've never known why the name Viore doesn't mean anything. Uh, yeah, it actually means mountain in Finnish. Um, it also is randomly the liner of a jacket <laughs> or a coat, but we just love the word. We love the way it looked and felt. And um, obviously the meaning of mountain, like that's very dear to my heart. How does this brand fit your lifestyle? Well, it's really an extension of, of everything I love. Originally, Viore was going to be a yoga brand. And then like, I, we just really started paying attention to like what was truly authentic to us. And while like, I love the practice of yoga and I love all its teachings, like I also am into skiing and mountain biking and surfing and working out and training and like learning more about my body and exploring things like the breath work that we just did. And I, so it's almost like we're an active wear brand with like a, with like a, like a, I don't know, with like a conscious personality or something like that. Like yeah. we're, we're, um, you know, we're all about supporting people on their path of like living an incredible life. And we hope that living a physical outdoor active life is a part of that. And we also think that it's important to go inside and go internal and, and spend time with yourself. And, um, we think that that's a really important part. Like we have this tagline that we call our investment in happiness. And it's really like our, it's like our, our mantra for our value system at Viore. And, um, cause we believe that you do have to, it's an active pursuit. Happiness is not something that just comes effortlessly. It's, it it requires investments of time and energy. And, um, and so we're just all about that. We, we want to inspire people to follow their dreams and, and live the best life they can. Cause it, it's pretty finite. We're not here very long. 
how do you guys approach, obviously climate change is like a huge thing for everybody right now. How do you, how, what's your approach to sustainability for Viore? You know, there's only so many things and that's another thing for any entrepreneurs listening. It's like, don't try to overcomplicate things. Pick two to three things that are your messages. And anytime anybody asks you about the brand, like, tell me about your brand. You say those two things like that is powerful. Getting diluted with too many messages is confusing. So like when we launched sustainability was always really important to us as people but it wasn't like one of our chief primary communications as a brand. When you're starting out like sourcing, we were more concerned with like quality and finding the right fabrications that felt the right way over like, was it recycled or was it organic? But now we're at an incredible place with the business where we've got a full sustainability initiative that I'm super excited about. Um, currently about 50% of the raw materials we buy are recycled or organic. We're going to grow that to 80% by 2022. Um, and then we're eliminating all single use plastics from our supply chain and packaging, which is also something I'm super excited about. So we're in that process right now of, um, evaluating our carbon footprint and taking the steps to become carbon neutral with our business, which is a big investment, but something we're really excited about. And then the last thing is like managing end of life with our products and trying to extend that, um, in partnership with the renewal workshop and giving our, our garments that have been damaged instead of going into landfills, giving them a second home and a second life. So all in all, there are a lot of different strategies, but we're super excited about it. And, um, it's something that everybody at Viore is banding behind. Joe values a healthy earth and a healthy human spirit, and Viore is built on that same philosophy. He started Viore in his garage in 2015, and since then, Viore has opened five retail locations in the U.S. They sell their products online, at their own brick-and-mortar stores, as well as at better retailers like REI. Joe integrates his holistic values into every aspect of the business, which has helped Viore thrive. When we come back, Joe talks about how he continues to prioritize his mindful lifestyle as the CEO of a fast-growing company. Surfing is my number one favorite activity. And even though I'm surrounded by water, Staying hydrated is key to staying out there. That's why I love the Trail Series water bottle from Hydro Flask. It's the same look and feel you know and love from Hydro Flask, but it's 25% lighter. And lighter doesn't mean your ice will melt or your coffee will get lukewarm. The double wall vacuum insulation protects the temperature for hours. Add in the lightweight leak-proof cap and you found yourself the dream water bottle. You can find Hydro Flask at REI, and you can find out more about Hydro Flask and their Trail Series water bottle at hydroflask.com forward slash wild ideas. That's H-Y-D-R-O-F-L-A-S-K dot com slash wild ideas. Stay hydrated and stay happy. Joe isn't just the CEO of Viore Clothing. He's also a dad and a husband. On top of that, he still makes time to practice movement and meditation and climb mountains with his friends. He seems like one of those people who has 36 hours in a day. He wears a lot of hats, but he makes it work. 
So your dad to two little girls or? Yeah, two little girls. Wow. How do you find balance and like have family time, but you're really present at work. You're really present for them. And then when you work out, you're present. What are some of your tactics? Oh man, it's, it's definitely a balancing act and it took us a while to kind of figure it out. But I guess my advice would just be like, you got to love your children. And that sounds stupid, but it's like, just, you got to have fun with them and play with them and don't take it too seriously. You know, just like kids love to like play and get tickled and wrestle. Like my daughter, like every time I get home and she's like wrestle and she just jumps on me and tackles me. And like, that's like the way that we connect is like, she's also really physical. I think my youngest daughter is going to be a little more like my wife, but my oldest is just like a little like charger and she just wants to wrestle. And like, she, she's also like really in her body. So, you know, just finding like fun ways to connect with them. And it's hard. I'm not perfect at any of this. Like, and, but, but I, I've kind of released myself of that expectation of being like a perfect parent. And I just do what feels right. And I, I, I just try to have fun with my kids. That's cool. And your wife sounds pretty supportive. Yeah. Awesome. I'm really lucky in that way. So you have a three-year-old and a six-month-old. Yeah. You are busy. So while you were having a baby business, you were actually having babies. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any mantras you say to yourself when things get hard or like you need to give yourself a pep talk? No, not necessarily. I mean, like I really loved Eckhart Tolle's books. And um, so like This Too Shall Pass was a big one because I feel like it's like there's always these peaks and valleys. And sometimes things get really hard. And it's like, like around the holidays, both my kids got whooping cough. They were incredibly sick. Then I went down with a flu. My wife got super sick. It was like all this stuff on top of like Viore. I had trade shows and I, people weren't feeling good. And it was like a, this like peak, you know, and I was, you just like have to tell yourself like this too shall pass and surely it does. And then you forget about it, you know? Mm. So yeah, I try not to get too stressed out. You know, I think I, I'm not free from it. You know, I have my moments, but, but, um, yeah, I feel like, you know, if you just keep marching forward and you have a super clear intention, like compared to like how stressed I was when we started the business and we didn't know if we could keep the lights on, like this is like stress on a different level, but it's not like, are we going to go out of business stress? It's like, yeah, we may like not hit our reach goal one month, but it's like, when you think about a 10 year horizon, like, are we living in accordance to our values? Are we building the brand that we want to build? Are we proud of the product that we're making? And if the answer to that is all yes, then like, you're going to see ebbs and flows that you can't control. And you just got to let that go. What do you do to de-stress? Well, we, we did it this morning. I mean, Wim Hof breathing is incredible. Like meditation is incredibly powerful and it doesn't take a lot if you can just meditate like five, 10 minutes a day. And I like to move my body. Like I, I need to like get it out physically. How do you work? Do you have like to-do lists or do you use Evernote or like what are some of your tactics on like staying productive? Because you have a lot of things going on at one time. Yeah. I, I think I've been blessed and cursed with the same disease. And that's like, I'm pretty ADD. Um, like I have, a, I'm, I'm, I have a million things going on in my mind and like, I'm, I, I, I have to get up and get going. So like, I'm like motivation for me is like, just comes like, I don't, I have to slow myself down. So, um, I usually have like 
just a lot of things that I want to get done. And, and I've learned how to like organize that. It used to be, there was just so much to do. So yeah, I'd create a long list and I would just literally have a notepad, create a list and I would just check them off. Like I liked a physical list in my hands. You know, now I have to be much more like strategic with my time because there's, there's just way too much, like there's, there's too much to do, not enough time. And so I have to really be intentional with like how I want to prioritize my time. And like, we have three values at Viore. Number one is make great product. Number two is being great relationships. And number three is live extraordinary lives. And I take those really seriously. And I really want to make great product. I spent a lot of time with the product team. You know, I spent a, spent a lot of time sourcing materials and then, you know, being in great relationships, all about like the culture we're creating and setting that tone. And so, you know, we, we spend a lot of time on our, on our culture and just, you know, making sure we're hiring the right people and, um, everybody's swimming in the same direction energetically and aligned by a common vision and our goals for the year and all that kind of stuff. I know you had your own company, so you have had to manage people, but there's this part of having a company where, where now you're big and you're managing a lot of people. I mean, did you ever imagine you'd be in that position and, and how do you handle that? Cause that's not an easy skill to have. Yeah. I used to think a lot about this and worry like, cause I'm not, I'm not like a really social person. Um, I, I was like, how am I going to be as a manager? And then I realized through the process of like, just, you know, being observant and talking to other people who've led large companies that like, it's like, it really just comes down to being authentic and like being a regular human being, like, and just treating people the way you want to be treated and, you know, being really intentional with goals and having a clear vision. But like, when you do that, I feel like you're able to enlist other great people. And really, you know, my role is about enlisting great people. You know, and we've been so fortunate from day one, like just great people attracted more great people. And we're, I'm just like, I look at the team we have now and I just like cannot believe how many amazing, talented people we have at Viore. You also offer your employees like classes and access to like breathing and all sorts of things. What, what sort of things do you do? Yeah. I mean, it kind of started like in service to our community with our first retail store, like you know, when Viore was really nothing, we, we had this opportunity to move into this old consignment shop and we started hosting events and art shows and we'd have these parties and we just started doing classes for the community that we would pay for. And we just invite people through our doors. And then we we're like, we got to do this for our own employees. So we, we, um, moved into a new office and we built out a yoga studio and we have like three days a week. We have a different teacher, Sometimes it's yoga, sometimes it's Pilates, sometimes it's a boot camp, and other times it's breath work. And we'll have people come in and it's just available for our team to to jump in and and whatever they feel compelled to to take part in. I love that Joe consistently ties his personal values into his brand. Yoga and breath work have made a huge impact on Joe's life, and he offers those same practices to his staff. Last year, Viore received $45 million in funding, which is huge, especially for a brand that's just five years old. Joe might not have had success with his first few clothing brands, but through Viore, he found a way to make his dream into a rewarding reality. So what are some of the tactics you used that has allowed you to succeed? Well, number one is surround yourself with great people. But like for people that maybe are 
even before like they've started the business. So it's not about like hiring people at this stage, like, and you've got an idea and you want to know how to bring that idea to life. Like I would just say, talk to people. Like you've got to get your idea out there and you've got to verbalize it. Don't be afraid to share your idea. Like I think a lot of people, especially earlier in life, they think that if they talk to somebody about their idea, it's going to get stolen. Like nobody's going to steal your idea. Your idea is like, like you need to talk to as many people as possible about your idea and flush it out and get people enlisted. And when you do that, the, like the, I believe the universe starts like picking up on what you're putting down and starts like somebody will come across your path that can help you or, but you need to be like walking through those doors when those opportunities present themselves. And if you're guarded with your information, I mean, of course, if it's like some proprietary tech or something like that, sure. Be, be guarded and protective of that. But if it's like a brand or a clothing company or like an idea for a product, like likely nobody's going to steal your idea. And if you don't know where to go and you don't know how to start, like you've got to be talking to people and, um, typically people will show up in your life or somebody will know somebody they can put you in touch with that can help. I find that true if you believe in the idea. Yeah. And I think the universe is like that. It's like if it's not the right idea or it's not your path, the universe will kind of show you that or, or it'll fizzle out and, and it won't end up happening. But I also am just a really firm believer in like taking action. You know, it's like you got to get out there. You got to put one foot in front of the other and you know, sometimes put yourself in uncomfortable situations to like get, get out there and get things moving. So on your first retail store, you had this saying, the rise, the shine, and it's become like, you know, a big part of your brand today, the rise, the shine. What's, what's, I love it. It's a good tagline, but what's the rise? What's the shine? Yeah. I mean, the rise is all about like overcoming, you know, whatever obstacles come your way and just continuing to maintain like momentum in your life. And so it's like this, we, it's a playoff, like rise and shine, you know, like this idea of like seize the day, but it's the rise, the shine. So it's like the rise represents like, yeah, getting out of bed or it could be something bigger, right? Like overcoming like an obstacle, a death in the family, like something that could set you back, but keeping that momentum and the shine, or it could be like related to physical activity, like climbing a mountain. Like anybody who's climbed a mountain knows how arduous and painful it can be. And at times like you want to give up and you want to quit. And it's like, it's that thing inside you. That's like, I'm going to get through this. And the shine is like, the view from the summit. It's like when you get to the top, it's the feeling of like, wow, I just proved to myself that I'm capable of doing this. Or it's, it's, it's that moment of elation. I think what's cool about the shine to me and how I interpreted it is like, you're getting to take a moment to celebrate what you've accomplished because a lot of people don't do it. hundred percent. I love that. Any advice to people listening to this podcast who have a wild idea, but maybe they're afraid or they feel stuck. Yeah. Just if you're scared of something, that means you need to go through that door. And like when you, when you like use fear as like your beacon and when you're really afraid of something, that means you need to do that. And then it's going to, you're not going to be afraid next time. And that's, you're going to grow. And so I would just say, get out there, talk to a lot of people, take action, make it happen. Um, and don't forget to have a lot of fun along the way. Joe's an example of how anyone can change the course of their life by applying their values to their business and their personal life. His mission is to not only help people overcome obstacles, but also to savor the moments of success, pursue the rise, 
and the shine. Thank you so much to Joe Kudla for coming on the show and for teaching me your version of breathwork. Thanks also to your teacher, Reese Peluso, who's also my teacher, for uh, teaching Joe and I this technique. I honestly felt so zenned out after we did this. It was incredible. So a lot has changed since I interviewed Joe in early March, and I wanted to share some of the amazing things Viore has been doing since then. First, they launched a free virtual active club on Instagram and Instagram TV, which you can do. It consists of free daily at-home training classes from yoga to boxing and even breath work that will keep you both mentally and physically inspired during these challenging times. They've also launched the Rise the Shine Conversations on Instagram Live, and it features conversations with like-minded individuals, people like NBA Hall of Famer Steve Nash, singer-songwriter Jason Mraz, pro surfer Rob Machado, and Olympic gold medalist Elena Haidt. You can learn more about Joe Cudla and Viore and check out their workouts, conversations, and more at vioreclothing.com or at vioreclothing on social media, and it's spelled V-U-O-R-I. You can also shop Viore at REI. Wild Ideas Worth Living is part of the REI Podcast Network. It's hosted by me, I'm Shelby Stanger, written and edited by Annie Fassler and Sylvia Thomas, and produced by Chelsea Davis. Our executive producers are Paolo Motola and Joe Crosby, and our presenting sponsor this year is Subaru. As always, I appreciate it when you subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you listen, especially those funny reviews that keep me smiling. Thank you. And remember, wherever you are, some of the best adventures happen when you follow your wildest ideas.